Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is my best, best friend, Steph Walton. We always have fun. But before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash start me up. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup. And don't forget, you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Steph Walton. Welcome back to the show, Steph. (laughs) Thank you. Oh I'm so God. glad to be here. We're going to have a fucking day today. So just FYI, everybody, we are recording the show before the 1-6 hearing because uh, I didn't feel like doing it afterward. And we're not obvi- we're going to we're going to speculate a little bit, but not too much, because, of course, by the time this is airing, uh, you're going to already be watching the hearing or you'll have watched the hearing. So they're saying today that it's going to be Cassidy Hutchinson. I think that's her name. She was, I believe, the aide to Mark Meadows, the chief of staff yes. of Donald Trump. And we did see that she was um she had testified before but it was you know like a brief little testimony so it'll be interesting to see what she says and i just want to put it out there number one i i'm recording much earlier than i normally do so i'm probably gonna have a little bit more brain fog than normal and then um oh see and i can't even (laughs) remember the number two because i have brain fog but um what was I just going to say? I don't remember. Oh, well, also, I'm going on vacation for two weeks starting next week. So there's that. And I will probably be keep in touch with people via the Patreon website. I may or may not do a patrons-only show. I don't know. It just depends. But I will absolutely be doing a few posts while I'm out, just, you know, touching base, catching up, maybe commenting on some explosive stuff. Okay. So now that's all that uh, that's all out of the way and Stephanie and I you know I just love you. I can't talk very well today so please everybody just give me that break. But how are you doing? <laughs> oh, you know. I'm I'm doing. Yeah. I'm doing just fine. Okay. And that's where I'm going to leave it. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm just making my way through. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's funny because sometimes I I I I will go off and you know I'm an open book but mm-hmm. I think today I just want to talk about yeah. um, the potential for shit to go down mm-hmm. in these hearings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I do. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna wait. Okay, I'm gonna elaborate for a second. Okay, I'm fucking furious. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, I'm. I, I when you asked me that question, I was thinking of some personal stuff, and right. like you know. That's fine. I'll get through it. We're we're the. I I talked to my daughter this morning. I'm like, we're about solutions in this family. Yeah. That's what we're. That's what we're about. Like, here's the situation. This is what we can control. Our mm-hmm. own behavior. You know. I mean, like these mm-hmm. are the conversations that I've been having lately. Some stuff. You know. This has been a rough time, as we've discussed yes. many times before. But last Friday, mm-hmm. you know, I I just have to. I got to say this because we knew this was happening. Yes. We knew it was. Yeah. We happen. were screaming we about it. it the day after they announced it. I think. Correct. Both of us were together I, on this show. Yes, correct. But I, I have, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, you know, I, I'm on the board of Planned Parenthood Advocates Marmonte, the largest affiliate in the country, and mm-hmm. we, we do all the electoral work, and you know, we, we, you know, our, our work enables the boots on the ground healthcare work to mm-hmm. continue happening. Like they go together. You know, you've got, you've got clinics, and then you've got political and electoral and advocacy work and those things they 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 happen together Mm -hmm. right yeah and so we're we're in it and we're talking about it and you know people people have been coming to california since sb8 went into effect in Mm -hmm. texas um you know there are these the implications of this religious zealot um religious extremist activist supreme court that you know they're they're all about controlling mm-hmm. women and 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 people who are pregnant um this is about maintaining power yes this is about this is about keeping people of color down mm-hmm. this is about people dying people without yep. access absolutely you know none of these mistresses these pregnant 
mistresses or pregnant daughters or wives of any of these Republican mm-hmm. um, motherfuckers, because that's the, the those are the yeah. only two words I could think of right now to describe <laughs> how I how I feel about them. You know, that's not. There are no implications for them. No. There are no. You know, maybe it's no. a setback because they got to get on a plane or they got to drive to another state, but they'll do that. It, it, you know, secretly, and right. they'll get they'll just continue living the way they live. Yeah. You know, but you want to talk about this being a you know, a white supremacist, yeah. uh, maneuver, mm-hmm. right. Um, that's what, that's what we're dealing with here. So how am I, <laughs> I guess <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but this is, this is, this is how I am. Yeah. I am about, you know, I, I was bitching on Twitter about something and someone said, quit bitching about the Democrats not doing anything. What do you do? And I was like, I didn't even answer the guy. Cause it's like, how much time? Do right. You have? Exactly. You don't, you don't know me. You don't know what I do. And what I do is my days are, are occupied right now with trying to figure out how I'm going to motivate people to Mm -hmm. get to the polls living in California where, you know, you can't take anything for granted. Yeah. Most of my friends are progressives. Well, okay. Mm -hmm. All of my friends are (laughs) progressives and and Democrats because, you know, we weed that shit out at this point. Um, but we're talking about, you know, I'm, I'm on a bunch of different boards. I'm on steering committees in my own town talking about getting young people motivated to vote for the first time, Mm -hmm. because guess what? Even in places like California, there are threats to our democracy. Yes. I mean, it's, you know, places like Visalia, Mm -hmm. California, where it's not a given that, that, you know, our, our health centers are planned. Yeah. And Bakersfield are, yeah, yes. You know, so we've got to spread the word and we have to instill in young people the importance and and the duty, Mm -hmm. the importance of, and the duty to vote. Um, I am, I'm going to save my ducats. I told my husband, I'm like, don't buy me shit for my birthday. (laughs) I don't want anything for our, you know, don't, don't Mm -hmm. spend any money on anniversary presents. None Mm -hmm. of that. I want to go to Ohio and knock doors for Tim Ryan. Wow. That's what I want. You know what? You know what I mean? Okay. You you opened up some floodgates and I know you have an agenda, (laughs) but like I'm talking to one of my best friends right now and it just so happens that other people are listening. Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's what it is. But I just (laughs) had to throw in there talking about knocking on doors yesterday uh it was reported that Beto O'Rourke basically you know he he and his crowd his his group knocked on 30,000 Texas doors last night and it's extremely important to remember that gubernatorial races are not gerrymandered so he has a shot at winning and I think we need to keep that in mind. One thing I want to throw out there at the very beginning of this, and this is something that Bob is really focusing on, as well as my mother, is, you know, back uh, when George W. Bush was running, I believe it was either Rover, or it was Rove or Cheney, I don't remember, Bob told me this, so I'm going off of what Bob told me, but basically they put out ballot initiatives in the red states to get voters to the polls. Now, we all know that abortion is now at the state level. So, like, for instance, I do believe there's gerrymandering that goes on, at least on the House side. And this is we're talking about state legislators, state legislatures. We're not talking about, you know, the federal side of things with Lindsey Graham's and all those people. We're we're talking about the state houses. And so if you're, you know, like in California, in the state house, it's legal to have an abortion. In Maryland, it's legal. But, uh, you know, in those red states, like in Texas, I don't know how much the gerrymandering is going to affect. And again, I don't know if it's going to if it applies to the Senate or not. I don't know exactly where it applies, but if there is, at least in some of these states, if there is an overwhelming uh, number of voters, you can overcome gerrymandering. In some cases, you can't. Right. I think, you know, there's right. certain places you can't. But uh, that said, if we could get these reds, it's so important because Democrats are just so busy complaining. Um, and it's understandable that everybody's pissed off and ex- upset. But there are solutions. As you said, you're a solution right. family. We have to come from the winning attitude and how can we win this. Not coming from where we've already lost because, oh, my God, I have no fucking time for you. I have no time for you if you're going to come on my fucking no thread and tell me yeah. we've lost already goodbye and right, you right, you, right, you 
may be just as, you know, progressive as I am and you may want all this, but if that's what your attitude is, I don't want to have anything to fucking do with you because, you know, I mean, I heard that in 2020, Trump's going to win, Trump's going to win. And he didn't. And so, you know, we have to take on, I'm going all over the map with this, but we have to take a winning attitude or we we will set ourselves up. And I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I want to say this too. Um, people keep saying that we need to expand the court. Now, I absolutely believe we should be expanding the court. But number one, Biden just said that we weren't. he was not interested in doing that. I don't know if that's right now, but he said he wasn't. Number two, we don't necessarily have the votes for it. I don't know where Manchin and Cinema stand. I did hear Joy Reid say that we need 54. I don't know exactly why she came up with 54. But my main point here is... We cannot set ourselves up for unrealistic expectations before the midterms because there's already the fucking, I don't know why, we had higher gas prices when George Bush was president, but people focus on inflation and gas prices, and we've already got that going against us. We cannot sit here and and say, we need to have, we need to expand the court before November, and then when that doesn't happen, everybody goes, well, we're just not going to vote for the Democrats because they're not doing anything. Can't do that. No, it's not going to happen. Right. We have to be realistic. We have to have realistic expectations. And some of those things are, you know, if, if Democrats in some of these red states can put through ballot initiatives to legalize abortion, you know, different states can do different things. But I just wanted to throw that out there because um, it's totally it's, it's everywhere. You. It's everywhere. Um, solutions baby solutions yes. so yes i i am with you first we need to see a plan of action like mm-hmm. i love what um aoc is is doing in her you know social media mm-hmm. it's like here's what we need to do lay it out for people mm-hmm. so that they have some yes. guidelines to follow right. that get them to a result that they want right um and so i love that I'm all about that. I'm all about educating people. Mm -hmm. I'm all about motivating the people who feel, um, uh, you know, like their rights have been taken away. Like, so this should motivate you. When I, when I've, I've gone out to some, some rallies, um, first when the memo was leaked or the, the opinion was leaked, excuse me. And it was the day after, and I was in Oakland on behalf of Planned Parenthood with a bunch of people in the labor movement and all sorts of just fierce, fucking women coming out telling their stories talking about what is at stake you know the importance of leaning in and making your voice heard and protesting and voting and telling everybody all that stuff right yeah and what 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 um i don't know made me the most hopeful was seeing women in their 70s mm-hmm. who who didn't have legal abortion yes. in their lifetime and then who did these are women who would literally just grab the mic, essentially, yeah. or or like pop into the crowd and go, "I got something to say," <laughs> okay, and and things like, "I am not," you know, "I lost friends mm-hmm. to to unsafe illegal abortions yeah. before Roe." I am not going to raise my grandkids mm-hmm. to go through the same thing. We will not go back. No. These women are vocal; they are motivated as. Fuck, yeah. Right? Because nothing like getting your rights taken exactly. from you. Exactly. Okay? To motivate a person. Okay? And, and then they got they got time. Because mm-hmm. they're at a they're they're <laughs> yeah. most of them aren't working. Yeah, they're anymore, retired. Okay. Right. Yeah. So they can educate and they have they've got children and grandchildren who are of age to vote and they're talking to them. Yeah. So think about that. Throw that into the mix. That's delicious, right? Yes. This is good for us. It is. That, you know, you, you, anybody who didn't vote in, in the, the last presidential election or who hasn't voted it over the last cycles, you know what? Okay. This is the result of people not, yes. um, not giving a shit, yes. right? We've been gerrymandered to death. Uh-huh. This is, you know, that's where we are. And so now we have to overcome the gerrymandering by getting out at all costs, Mm -hmm. by, you know, people who have the capability to collect folks who maybe can't get to the polls, to make it easy Mm -hmm. for them to know how they can vote by mail, Mm -hmm. to tee it up. We have, we are all, it's all hands on deck. It's all Am hands I making on sense, it. or You're am abso- I just yeah, like no, a no, no. person? <laughs> You're absolutely it. making sense. And, you know, one of the things that I'm there, when you were talking, I was going mm. through a bunch of, uh, a bunch of uh, ideas in my head, but one of the things I want to 
talk about is, and you mentioned this, like I know you have a right, we all have a right. Chris Hayes uh, was talking about this last night on his show about the democratic response to this. Now, number one, I just have a couple points to make. Number one, I see Democrats getting angry because they are getting texts and phone phone calls sent, you know, trying to raise money, fundraise off of the decision. And it's pissing people off. And I just, I would like to say this. I wonder how many of those people didn't show up in 2014. Because we, vo- we came out and we voted for Obama and we got him elected. And then we didn't come out in 2010 for whatever reason. And then we came out again in 2012 and we got Obama elected. And then we had, a, it was a 70 year low. I think, for turnout Mm -hmm. in 2014. We got Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell because people didn't vote. You know, you can point your finger, and and there's reasons to point your fingers at the Democratic Party because some of the, you know, I mean, Chris Hayes was talking about the fact that, yes, we do have some older Democrats who are kind of nostalgic for their, AOC said this too, nostalgic for the way it used to be. And they think, well, if we just persevere, but the, the, the difference this time around is if the Republicans get control, they're not giving it back. We don't get mm-hmm. some, you know, uh, what, what the the exchange of power. We don't get that polite, peaceful exchange of power. They just hold on to power forever, and we're a fascist country. And it's true. I agree. <laughs> some of the really important Democrats are failing at messaging. Mm-hmm. They're failing at telling us what they're going to do. But here's the thing. Why do we need to be inspired by those people? We should be inspired by the fact that neo-Nazis want to take our freedoms away. That should be all the fucking inspiration. Yes, I'd like to see more from my Democratic leaders when it comes to messaging. Yes, I'd like to see some of the things that AOC is saying that we should do because her thing is at least try. Some of these points that she's saying, you know, expand the court. Okay, we're not necessarily going to get those things done, but if we see Democrats, you know, Democratic leaders, I should say, trying to get these things done, I know that it instills more confidence in the voters. But again, it's like people are complaining about fucking gas prices. Okay, well, how are you going to feel when you have fascism and high gas prices? How are you going to feel then? I just, it's pissing me off. And it's, I don't, I don't want to say that we shouldn't get on our party because I do it. I think we should get on our party, but I also think we have to take our own responsibility. Democrats keep wanting to be coddled and inspired. And it's like, look, if it's just, if it's not going to be there, let that fucking go, let it go Mm -hmm. and inspire yourself. Let the fucking Republican fascists inspire you because they're not just going to stop. Yes, they're not going to stop at taking away abortion. And right now we don't have an abortion ban, but that's the goal. The goal Uh is a nationwide abortion ban. And so right now it's left up to the states. I'm hoping that the energy that we see right now continues, and I think it will because what's going to happen is not just going to be abortion. We're going to go into all the fucking civil rights things that have passed in the last 50 years. They want to overturn, you know, they want to make it legal to segregate schools. They obviously want the, the Christianity to be the religion that is, maybe it's not taught, but prayer and all that. They want to get rid of gay marriage. They want to, oh, and here's the thing. Okay, somebody was tweeting today, you know, that that whatever the Supreme Court decision is about gay sex, specifically sodomy. So they want to outlaw sodomy. Let's talk about sodomy, Steph. (laughs) (laughs) How do you fucking outlaw sodomy? Are you going to install cameras in everybody's bedroom? And here's how I think they outlaw it is the fucking bounty laws. So you get, it just reminds me of um, even like Boogie Nights. And there's a scene in Boogie Nights where what's his name? Dirk Diggler. He's, you know, he's not doing porn anymore because he's just, he's feeling low and he goes out and he's drugged up and he finds some guy in a parking lot and he's going to basically blow him um, you know for money and the guy gets blown but then all his buddies come and they beat up Dirk Diggler so it's like there's going to be bounties on on the heads of people who you know want to have private fucking sodomy in their bedrooms they're going to be ratted out so we have to I mean this is this is fucking ridiculous but this is what they're they're going after all of this and what democratic voters need to do is use this as fuel to just i mean it's like oh my god don't fucking i don't want to hear about gas prices it's temporary and it's not joe biden's fault gas prices tripled under george bush so i just 
fucking have to say that. <laughs> well, but everything they say is hypocritical and a fucking double standard. It and, is. You know, like, let's just think of, I, 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 I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Too. I'm done even, like, yes, they motivate me to, to eradicate them from, from government. Yes. That's, but it, that's yes. it. I, I, yeah, because everything that comes out of their mouth is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it as is. I say and not as I do. It applies to you and not me. I, and the fact when John Cornyn, oh my God, tweeted, yes. "Now do, yeah, board Brown versus Board of Education," yeah. after Barack Obama tweeted about mm-hmm. the overturning of Roe, mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, there's no other way to interpret that, right?" Then I want to resegregate schools. Mm-hmm. I don't want your black and brown kids mixed in with my white kids. Yep. There was no question what they were saying. It's it's they're not they're saying the quiet parts out loud. And yep. so, mm-hmm. you know, as citizens, as voters, I understand this is my big thing um, right now. I mean, we are surprised, but it's more than surprise. I mean, we're shocked and we're frustrated and we're upset and we have all the right to be. But I think what we need to do is I, I, like I'm seeing all this burn it all down shit and no, burning it all down. We did burn it all down and we got Trumpism. You don't burn it all down and get progressivism or liberalism. You don't get that. You, what we have to do is preserve what we have and work with what we have, even if what we are working with isn't quite up to what we want it to be. You know, going back to the democratic messaging, I would like to see, you know, I mean, I will say this, like I said, Beta O'Rourke knocked on 30,000 doors over the weekend in Texas. And the mm-hmm. DNC has raised a record amount of, I mean, everybody gets on their ass for messaging. You don't get so much messaging from the RNC. The messaging comes from groups outside of the party, outside of that. The DNC is doing what they're supposed to do. They're basically doing what Stacey Abrams was doing, a 50-state strategy, knocking on doors. And yes, messaging is extremely important. I'm not saying it isn't. But if if we don't have the perfect messaging right now, we can't allow that to be the thing that weighs us down and keeps sending us into, it's never going to happen, we're never going to win. We've got to rise above that. We absolutely Mm -hmm. have to recognize that, you know, God, how many times am I going to say this? But Kamala Harris said it. Democracy is not a given. It's got to be fought for every fucking election. And that's the other thing. You know, people are so, Democratic voters are so quick to point their fingers at leadership that they feel that leadership isn't doing what they're supposed to. And again, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that. We should always pressure our leadership, always, to be the best that they can be. But when it when it comes from, a, when it's an attack and when it's blame, you know, people are forgetting that, you know, yeah, well, the Democratic voters failed to do their part uh you know at during obama's presidency we absolutely showed up in 2018 we showed up in 2020 we did what we were supposed to do and and i'm also hearing you know well i voted i voted in 2020 well great good for you so did i You gotta vote again that's how it works it's not like a one-time fucking thing and so yeah you may be pissed because you didn't get what you wanted but that's not what this that's not what democracy is about it's not this transactional thing it is because if you can get enough people to vote the way that you feel and and you can elect the people who are gonna you know create the laws and enforce the laws that you believe in yes that's a transactional situation but it doesn't it's not like an immediate you don't always get what you want sometimes you have to go vote five six seven eight nine ten times before you mm-hmm. see the result that you want. This is such Correct. a selfish society that we live in. It's not like, I voted for you, you give me everything I want or I'm not going to vote for you again. Because again, you know, going back to the gas prices, not voting for Democrats because of gas prices will get you fucking fascism and high gas prices. <laughs> like, ah, I don't understand why this is so hard to understand. Right, right. I also, I have, to, I have to bring this up. I have to rant a little bit about Please. this. Um, I'm not going to name names, but this seems to happen all the time where you have these prominent feminists who I respect. I, I am a feminist through and through. So are you. But, you know, there's all kinds of feminists out there just because there might be one feminist out there who says, I hate all men. That doesn't mean all feminists, all feminists hate all men. So there is a prominent feminist who I respect out there who's saying that basically if you don't have a uterus, you need to shut the fuck up. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. 
No. I want every pro-choice man to be as loud as they possibly can be. And the thing is, when you tell men, when you say, if you don't have a uterus, stay out of this argument, what you're doing is you're telling pro-choice men they need to be quiet, and they're the ones who are going to listen to you. The anti-choice force birthers are not going to listen to you, and they're going to keep passing laws that make you know, abortion illegal. So we cannot, and, and, and this goes back to, I don't remember who it was, but there was some feminist who wrote an article, and this made me so fucking angry. It was about Natalie Portman. She had said something about how she, you know, the, the greatest job she ever had in her life was being a mother. And so some feminist went after her because, you know, promoting the idea of motherhood being the best thing. You know what? Feminism is about choice. It's not about... Mm-hmm. It's not about you going to work. If you want to go to work, you go to work. If you don't want to go to work, don't. And if you have a marriage where you agree with your husband or if you have a relationship or whatever it is that you choose to go to work, that's what it's about. I wish the, some of these higher profile academic feminists would not take this kind of judgy because it turns people off to feminism. And feminism is just like anything else. There are there are some feminists that are fucking assholes and I don't agree with them about a lot of shit. You know, I mean but but I'm the kind of feminist who says as much as Marjorie Taylor Greene is a traitor and a threat to democracy, I believe every woman in this country, regardless of her political stance, ideology needs to be free, needs to have equality. We should have bodily autonomy that shouldn't be just for one group of people and not another. We all need it. And then after that, it comes in, there's like, there's legislative feminism. There's like the kind of feminism that has to do with lawmaking and passing certain laws. And then there's the social kind of feminism. Do I want to have, you know, hairy armpits? Do I not want to shave my legs? All those things are have nothing to do with our, I mean, it's a little bit to do with our freedom because, you know, I remember like, I, I'm sure back in the day, I don't know if you ever worked in a, place where you had to have a certain dress code but when i was selling oh, yeah. yeah when i was selling perfume i we weren't allowed to wear pants so to a degree there's some there's you know some i don't want to call it legal feminism or whatever but you know what i mean it's like if you're not allowed to wear fucking pants at work that's so fucking patriarchal and you know that changed over the course of time when i you know i, I used to work at the department store and you couldn't wear pants and now you can now you can even get away with not wearing pantyhose or you can wear open-toed shoes but um which was something i really cared about <laughs> but uh yeah so <laughs> <laughs> open-toed anyway. shoes pantyhose because Fuck of my my, my hot feet i know pantyhose don't you suck. fucking tell me i i can i i had a boss once this is just an aside but yes. i love this guy he was the, one of the first people i called after the harvey weinstein thing went down because i used to work in radio where i was like a commission salesperson and i was in my 20s it was you know it was really early in my professional career and i worked for this guy who you know his dad had a used car lot in chicago and so he had he had a, a way about him that was sometimes abrasive and a little mm-hmm. bit hardcore like don't cry in here you know and that was fine <laughs> but i used to he taught me how to call on car dealers and in in the radio business like that's that's a good car car dealerships are really good accounts to have right and he taught me all about the business literally the ins and outs of like you know every little detail inside the the car dealership (laughs) and i i was leaving the, the station to go to an appointment and I had a skirt on and back it was in the early nineties and it was like those Allie McBeal two inch long <laughs> skirts with like navy blue pantyhose to go with the navy blue suit to go with the navy blue pumps. I mean it was <laughs> disgusting. And and I remember I was leaving and he goes, You're gonna go you're calling on a car dealer dress like that? And I was like I was like, Are you kidding me? You're gonna talk to me about my clothes? He goes Stephanie, don't, he goes, don't call on car dealers in skirts. Why give a disgusting person a reason to, uh, something else to focus on other than your brilliance and your sales Wow. Pitch? And I was like, I, here I thought he was going to say right, something yeah. about the way I was dressed, like, you know, yeah. make some sort of sexist comment. But instead he was calling out his own fucking gender <laughs> for being pigs and then saying, wear a pair of pants. Can you, he, he actually, That's interesting. he said, 
can you go home wow. and get changed wow. before the call? He was like, don't detract. I'm not, you know, he's making no bones about the right. fact that, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Anyhow, I always, I'll I appreciate that, that honesty about- too. Yeah. I did. I did. And unfortunately, that was the reality of our That's world, the, the And see, you know what? That's what I like about that story. Because, you know, some people might hear that and go, well, that was sexist of him to tell you to do that. But he, mm-hmm. what he was doing is saying, look, I know the attitude out there and I know the sure. reception you're going to get. And so because I don't want you to be a victim of sexism, I want to help you and, and tell you what I know. And I think, you know, I mean, I think sometimes with feminism, there, you know, there are some people that get so rigid about it, and it, it drives me nuts because I've always viewed my. I mean, I'm not an academic feminism. I did study it a little bit in college, but it certainly was not like a major or anything like that. It was just one of the classes that I took, and I, you know, two or three of the classes I should say that I took. But still, um, because I think I did take a, a women's history course and stuff like that. But ultimately, I am not the expert on feminism. I'm just like you. I'm a woman. I have experienced sexism and misogyny and all of that. So I feel that I have a certain amount of authority because of that and for that reason only. Um, And I absolutely hand it to the women out there who are academic feminists and, you know, people like Jessica Valente and uh, Rebecca Traister. God, Rebecca Traster was on Chris Hayes the other night, and I just have to say, you know, she she said what I was thinking, but she, of course she said it much more eloquently, and she said something like, we cannot allow um, despair to basically create voter apathy. And what's interesting is Beto O'Rourke said the antidote to despair is action, and basically mm-hmm. she was saying the same thing. So those mm-hmm. women are, we absolutely need their voices. And I'm not necessarily talking about either one of them. Um, I'm just saying that sometimes the academic feminists can get a little hoity. And, I, you know, I saw it happen with, uh, <laughs> with Alyssa, because Alyssa, in my opinion, is not an academic feminist. She is an actress who is extremely passionate, and she comes from her heart. And so, you know, she had suggested you know, the Lysistrata sex strike back in, I don't know, it was like 2018 or something like that. And, and I knew why she did it. She wanted to call attention to the fact mm-hmm. that there were all these draconian abortion bills. And it was a way to draw attention. It wasn't a legitimate call for a sex strike. And all of the academic feminists started to pounce on her. And it was funny because eventually she did come out and say, yes, this was the reason I did it. And I predicted it. I didn't predict it outside. I just, in my head, I thought, I know why she's doing this. And it was, that's exactly why she was doing it. And she got so much shit for it. And it's like, God, do we have to be fighting in the feminist community? Do we have to fucking have all this hoity attitude because you're not an academic feminist and you don't know? The la- and I keep going off on tangents and I'm going to let you go in a minute, but I want to, I want to put this out there. Um, there is, I know Leah... I was going to say Thompson, Leah Torres, the OBGYN who we absolutely love and adore. When, when she was on Bob's show recently, she was telling him to very, to be very careful and not, uh, what's the word, not use the term underground railroad railroad to discuss people who want to help women having abortions, because that was specifically having to do with women and slavery. And if you're Mm -hmm. interested in knowing more, there are black women all over Twitter. There are white women all over Twitter who are giving you the education on this, but let's not use the word and term underground railroad. Also don't go on Twitter and say, I will, uh, you know, support you if you want to have an, uh, an abortion. I will put you up in my house. Don't do that because people, and th- I'm learning this from other people on Twitter. The reason you don't want to do that is because this is all very quiet. You don't want to announce to the world that you're going to be hosting people. These people are afraid for their lives and they're trusting you. There are different, you can go to Planned Parenthood, you can go to different organizations and find out where you can go. People are offering up their homes and you can go stay with somebody, but it's all very quiet. So we don't want it all over the internet for obvious reasons. So I'm just putting that out there to everybody who's listening. So anyway, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just yeah, laughed. Yeah, yeah. It's really important to, I, you know, we have to listen to black women, black women, especially when it comes to abortion, especially when it comes to this stuff. We, we have to listen to them because they have an understanding of this that women of color, all women of color, mm-hmm. they have a, 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 
a more visceral and different understanding and they have a different history than white women. And it's not to say that white women haven't experienced subjugation, but fucking black and brown women, we got to listen to them. And that's what they're telling us on, you know, social media. Be very, very careful about all that stuff. Yep, totally. So. Yes, indeedy. Let's see. I wanted to ask you. Um, well, oh, you know what? I want I, I want to. Let's see what I'm. Okay, I'm going to go back to this. I want to ask you. We talked about this before. And I ask everybody this. I know, you know, there are. I'll say Chris Hahn, who was on my show. And um, Earl of. His real name is Doug, but he goes by um, Earl of Enough on Twitter. He was on my show. And both of these men were under the impression that just because of gerrymandering and all of that, that we are going to lose the House. And perhaps we can keep the Senate. Now, my question to you, and again, I'm asking you again, is now that we've seen it, okay, the announcement was on Friday. Roe has been struck down. Uh, We've seen some pretty impressive protests already just impromptu protests starting up. How do you feel this is going to affect the midterms? Me? Yes. <laughs> you want my little old opinion? I want your little old opinion. I think people are going to come out in droves. I think this, I think the beast has been awakened and I think women are a powerful, uh, first of all, there are more of us than there are men, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Now, granted, a lot of them are are not on our side, right? But so I'm I'm going to take any any positive bit of information I can get, yeah. and and so I'm saying women are livid. Yes, women are in in some cases mothers. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a son who's voting age. Mm-hmm. He's turning 18 in in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm encouraged because women get shit done. Hey, what okay? is your son saying about this? I mean, I know he, he's got progressive parents, but what's he saying? He's so, he is so freaking excited to exercise wow. his right to vote. That's so awesome. Can I tell you something that is, that is encouraging to me? Um, you, uh, you know, I, I mentioned earlier in one of my um, somewhat incoherent rants earlier in the program <laughs> um, that, you know, I, I so I'm on the Latino task force here in Oakland. It's one, you know, there are there are many groups like this all across the country. Right. Yeah. But but what we do is we engage in the Latino community in Oakland and try to motivate people to um, come forward and to make their voices heard and to speak to um you know their school board representatives mm-hmm. and their elect- other elected officials to let folks know that the, their their specific needs in the community and they're different. You know, not every yeah. Latino has the exact same need as the right, next Latino. Exactly, yeah. You know, um, we we encourage people to become um, active in the discussion and to mm-hmm. take, you know, to 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 just. Um, you know, get to know who's who's running for mayor, who's running for yeah. school board. What do your kids need in the in the case of a school closure and that kind of thing? And so I'm I get excited talking to new people who maybe haven't, um, you know, they felt either disenfranchised or they're just voting for the first time or they haven't previously had any contact with their elected officials to try to help get them into that, you know, engaged and into that conversation. And that's just one example of of work that regular citizens are doing in you know in Oakland and, and other cities mm-hmm. all across the country. So I feel like you know uh, I'm a woman but I'm working with men. I'm working with men who are 10, 15 years, 20 years older than me mm-hmm. who are as committed to the cause of getting people engaged in their communities to go out and exercise their rights to vote and to say, hey, no, I'm sorry, mayoral candidate, that isn't right, that you aren't speaking for me when you say X, Y, or Z. Yeah. This is where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm coming from. And so I think about that sort of stuff and I get all fucking pumped up yeah. <laughs> because it's not just happening in Oakland. It's happening in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. It's happening in, in, you know, name a city. Right. 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 And so if, if women <laughs> are the majority mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you talk about, you know, how did Biden get elected? Black women. Yes. Any, you could talk to any single Democrat in the entire world, black women and Latinos. Yes. And, and, and okay. And, and so, um, let's 
let's lift those groups of people up. Let's yes. get behind them. Let's listen to them yes. and find out what is going to happen leading into November. Yeah. What, what are you want to, you know, look to the fucking experts, everybody. Yes. Listen to the experts. Listen to your grandmother who is 76 yes. years old, who knew what life was like when, when she or her or her peers were having illegal abortions and almost dying. Mm -hmm. Listen to the people like Barbara Lee who talk openly about their abortion stories mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Okay. Because when, and, and this is public information, so I'm not sharing anything, but Barbara Lee spoke on the, uh, Pod Save America. Mm -hmm. She was being interviewed by the brilliant Professor Murray on Twitter, yeah. uh, Melissa Murray, mm -hmm. who is at NYU Law School, who is brilliant. She's also from Oakland, ladies and gentlemen. But <laughs> Barbara Lee told the story. She found herself pregnant. She's, a, you know, raised in a devout Catholic family. Mm -hmm. She was from Texas, but living in California. And she was a pregnant teenager. And she told her mother the story. And they went to to te to Mexico via Texas through a friend who knew where she could get an illegal abortion in an alley. Oh, my God. Like, OK, think about those stories and then yeah. look to those women who are who know exactly how to get mm -hmm. it done mm -hmm. to make change happen. Yes. And who, by the way, happen to be sometimes Congress people. Right. You know, this is this is what motivates me. So, yes, I am encouraged. We were scared shitless. Mm -hmm. In, in 2018, right? Yes. Oh, is the blue wave going to happen? Right. And the blue wave happened. It happened. Okay. Yeah. And then we and then we took the presidency mm -hmm. in 2020, and now we've lost Roe. I know. And that's the thing, you know. I mean, and now they're praying. Now kids are being forced to pray in, in schools. School. We are. This country is being run by white supremacist Christian fucking zealots. Yep. Yes, and it's okay. the minority. It, so, yeah, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. And, you know, I also just want to put it out there. Since we know we're not going to – I mean, I don't know what Biden's going to do. I don't know if Biden is going to, you know, decide later that, you know, maybe he gets a bigger me Democratic majority and he says, okay, yeah, I'm going to appoint new justices. He's definitely one of the old school Democrats who thinks, you know, I mean, he said – this drives me nuts, but he said that McConnell was reasonable. And maybe he thought – maybe he thought this was a strategy to kind of like be nice to McConnell. And if he's nice to McConnell, then, you know, McConnell will do him a favor, which we all know will never happen. I don't know what he was trying to fucking say with that, but I think it's safe to say now, of course, McConnell is not a reasonable man and he can never, ever, ever be trusted. And we all know that if Republicans take back any power, aside from never, you know, getting a you know, having a free and fair election again, ever, um, they're going to get rid of the filibuster. They're going to do all the things that the Democrats are too timid and too shy to do. And so the, the, the excuse can't be, well, you know, if we do it, they'll do it. They're going to do it anyway. I mean, look, they fucking tried to overthrow the government, and they're still trying to figure out ways to do it. So th th this kind of falls into the same, I don't know what you would call it, but the same idea I had like w with Merrick Garland. I want to see... Donald Trump go to jail, but I doubt that that's yes. going to happen. I don't know that it will. If it does, I'll be pleasantly surprised. I would, I would feel more confident in assuming that some of the higher ups in Trump world will go to jail, but I don't know mm -hmm. that he'll actually go to jail for so many reasons. Not just the obvious ones of wealthy white male gets away with. He used to be a president. That's a, you know, that's a big fucking deal. Um, it's also, you know, the idea that I think it was, yeah, it was Michael J. Stern, who's been on the show multiple times, who has said, you know, maybe some of the prosecutors feel they're not going to be able to get a jury that is, you know, maybe there's going to be a MAGA on the jury. And it would, I genuinely believe it would be worse for him to be on trial and get off than never be on trial. That's my personal opinion. Maybe you feel differently. I totally understand that the rule of law, we sh if we're a country about the rule of law, we should be going after people who broke the law. But, you know, yeah. there, there's always a gray area, and what's that going to do to the country? So, okay, there's that. Um, I, I feel like as far as expanding the court, 
the way that I'm going to look at this, I, I absolutely believe it should be done. It's, do, it's been done before and it should be done again, but it may not happen. And if it doesn't happen, I do not want to throw, it's like, you know, throw away democracy. Oh, well, mm-hmm. uh, then I'm pissed off. I'm just going to hand all the power to the fascists then. Because there's, Mm-mm. you know, people keep saying it's, a, it's already a fascist country. No, it's not. It's fascist in areas. There's a patchwork going on of there's some democracy here. There's some oligarchy. You know, yes, there's an oligarchy going on. But we're not fully fascist yet because we do still have the chance of having a free and fair election in 2022. We still can get abortions in blue states. We still have equal pay in certain parts of our government. So we can't, you know, there's a government officials that there's equal pay going on there I know in some cases it's not the you know always how it is but ultimately we are not full-blown fascism at this point I don't want to take on well we're already there because we're not but the fucking doomed ER Democrats love to say that shit and that just brings down morale we've got to keep this morale up and I think I'm with you I think that the energy from Roe and the energy from whatever comes next, even if they're just hinting at getting rid of gay marriage, hinting at getting rid of birth control, I think that is going to be, I think, I, I hope it's enough, but I do know it's going to act absolutely be the thing that drives people to vote. Uh, is it going to be enough? We'll find out. But we have to take on that winning attitude. It has to be. We have to do it. A hundred percent. Oi, so all right. 100%. Right now, it is uh, 12.24 East Coast time. So that means that the hearings are going to start in about a half an hour. So I'm going to wind the show down. Um, before before we wind it down, I just want to see, is there anything you want to throw out there? Um, yeah, one last thing. So uh, I think um, it, it, if you're committed to saving democracy – if you're committed to having success in in November by maintaining uh, our control of the House and gaining Senate seats, because that's the only way we're going to save this shit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. period, the end, then any spare time you have, I would encourage you to volunteer in any way you can. Yes. Um, phone calls, mm-hmm. if you have the means to travel travel if you have the ability to you know make donations to campaigns yes. that need help to get out you know like I, uh, I I would say just whatever you can do um, to try to get people engaged to go to the polls because everything mm-hmm. all of our freedoms are on the line right now all of them and what end what, what ends up happening when when Dem- Democrats lose, and when, you know, uh, things like the overturning of Roe happen, people of color suffer disproportionately every single time. Yeah. And and um, that's not OK with me. And I don't think it's OK with anybody that's listening to this podcast. <laughs> but I would say, you know, um, people ask me, what can I do when, you know, when Roe happened? Like I, I, I fielded so many texts and phone calls on mm-hmm. Friday and I said, you know, here's what you can do vote talk to people volunteer donate Mm -hmm. make sure that we're electing the right people who are going to be champions of reproductive health care in the states where it's still legal you know um like it and i'm not i'm not even gonna be that person that goes well i have a daughter well no i i have human beings exactly i am a human being yes i i don't you know you don't have to have kids to have your, you know, your feelings about what's been taken away matter mm-hmm. more if you're past, exactly. you know, yes. the age of, of past childhood. You just got to be a human being mm-hmm. who cares about other human beings and who cares about our democracy, because this is just number one, the first domino. And if we don't do everything we can possibly do to save this democracy and to make sure that we can that we maintain our power um, in, in November, mm-hmm. then. I don't, you know, sorry. A- anybody can pick up a phone. Yeah. Anybody and can pick up a phone. Not only that, if you can donate your time and register voters, that would even be better. So, I mean, not better, but go. I mean, you exactly. know, not better. Let me just say that would be another great thing you could do because it's all important. Phone banking is important. And if you can, re- if you've got the time, go register voters. And, you know, whenever there are, in, like, when you find out that there is a, a protest march or something like that, 
you know, I encourage anybody to get the the tools you need. You just go to, I think it's like, you could just go to vote.gov, I think, but just enter, how do I register people to vote and see what that is and then bring that shit with you to the protest and register voters. Most of the time, there's going to be some kind of like professional setup. You know, Planned Parenthood might have a, a booth or something where you can stop by and, and you can register there. But, you know, I mean, I've never done that where I've just going to gone to a protest to register voters. But just keep, if, if that's the case, look for that booth or tell people where that booth is. Whatever it is, do whatever you need to get new voters because, the, you know, instead of trying to convince Republicans that's never going to happen. We need to convince mm-hmm. people who don't usually vote. And this is the perfect time because as I've said a million times on my show, if I were 22 years old right now, like I go back to 22 year old me, not paying attention. I could go get an abortion if I wanted one. I could get birth control if I wanted it. So I wasn't politically aware. I can guarantee you if I were 22 years old and this happened, I'd be all about fucking what can I do? What can I do? So I just, you know, throwing that out there. Um, we need new voters, and I think this is the perfect way yep. to get their attention because it's not just about yep. women. You know, men are going to be forced forced into parenthood as well. Men who are married and can't afford another kid, men who are dating somebody and they don't want to be a fucking father, tough shit for you. That is the law of the land in a lot of the states in our country right now. So it's not just a woman's issue. Anyway, okay, so... Before, obviously, before we go, yeah. tell everybody, yeah. <laughs> tell everybody where to to uh, find you. Oh yes, um, Steph for Oakland, S T E P H F O R Oakland on Twitter at Steph for Oakland, I should say. Yes, and um, you know, look into um, ways you can help, um, and and let's let's save this thing uh, in November and beyond right let's just do it let's yes. fucking do it we absolutely are going to do it we have to fucking do it okay so you're gonna find me on uh twitter and you already know this but just in case author kimberly l-e-y at the end of my name my books are on amazon i did write a book called peyton's choice about a teenage girl and her choice to have an abortion so just fyi thank you stephanie i absolutely love and adore you and we will talk soon I love and adore you. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye.